from the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn, a one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question I'll inform you about. Like, you're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. Whoa! Oh. Wait a minute. Is it Monday already, Sally? I can't believe the weekend went by so quick. Shut your effing mouth. Shut up. It's Monday, Monday edition of the Taz Show. Coming at you full throttle. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun in this episode, maybe. Not really sure. It might not be that much fun. Having technical issues ready on my end. Never fails. Headphones? Yeah, well, it's, it's the headphone issue, and it's because of you, the captain. This is the captain's last week on the show. So it's Sabotage City. I came in to work, sat down on the chair, my normal spot, and I heard a squishy sound. I, sat, I stood up. There was five eggs. <laughs> the guy put eggs under my ass. Wait till you find the peanut butter in the headphone jack. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I need something in these headphone jacks right now, so I'm having a problem. Sorry to start the show this way, but, you know. This is the way it goes here. Only the Western States Heritage Championship now is working, right? Sure, they don't have this problem over at the, uh, you know, with the big show. That's a whole other story. Uh, welcome to the show there. Uh, I hope everybody's doing good. Thanks for checking us out live here at TazShow.com. And maybe you're watching the show there or listening to it. I appreciate it. Or maybe you listen to the on-demand audio at Spotify's, uh, Spotify, iTunes, tune in, or play it. Appreciate it. Appreciate the love, or you may be checking out the VOD. It's all good in the hood. Thank you. Welcome to the Taz Show. Going to go over some football stuff in a little bit. We had a very interesting football NFL Sunday yesterday. Also, I'm going to give you some thoughts and opinions, some college football stuff, and most importantly, in this episode, we have a special guest, obviously, with It's Monday. You know, we do Indian Indies, and of course, this loop, this rotation, the very talented, the very lovely, the very beautiful Veda Scott. Yes, Veda Scott. I was looking at the graphic right there. Veda will be on In the Indies here in this episode of the Taz Show. Uh, is she coming on Fourth Quarter City? That's the plan. Okay, Fourth Quarter City, which will be on the Facebook Live. We could do that later on, the Facebook Live, which I think might be going away soon. And we got the new gimmick starting soon. Yes, that's what I've, that's what I've been told. Really piss everyone off. Uh, very unprofessional of me when we did a two-shot Jones of uh, yourself, Captain, Who's quitting the show this week? Next to the captain is, uh, yes, it's our friend, uh, Big Rob the Viking. Uh, Rob, how are you, my friend? What's going on? Good moment to you, Taz. I'm doing well. Good moment, sir. Uh, yes, uh, Big Rob, Viking Rob. Yeah, um, tough goings for your Vikings yesterday. We'll discuss that shortly. I was actually pulling for you guys, and I'll get into that. Uh, what else I got to cover in this particular show? I'm going to bury someone. Uh, I <laughs> no, I, uh, someone's getting buried. I'm trying to. Oh, we got to talk about a little fake football, Jones. That's true. Uh, I got to do that. Um, there was, uh, oh. Uh, I think you said it's something about pumpkin season? Yeah, yeah, smashing the pumpkins. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Billy uh, a little later on because uh, it's, it's starting to get a little nuts. And I have uh, thoughts and opinions on it. Uh, enough already. That, that's my thoughts and opinions. I'll get into that shortly. And we have people calling the show, which I should have done already. Attention, hotline fans. And if you want to call the show, you can. 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. Hot 
Oh no. <laughs> I'm catching I'm yeah, catching on. Oh yeah, producer Wolves. He goes, I'm catching on. <laughs> I'm catching on. Can't get nothing by the big Viking. <laughs> He's quick. Uh yeah. Uh so uh you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna get into little football stuff and then I will get into the wrestling stuff. Uh like I, I kinda normally do that, right, Captain? Yeah, pretty much every day. Before I get into that, uh, you must be Giddy Jones Jones because you are, uh, uh, this is officially your last week, finally did the 67-day notice. <laughs> it's coming to a close. It's come to an end, and this coming Friday will be your last uh, you know, gimmick. Uh, somebody suggested a caller last week that we should do a off-the-hooks this week of top three jobs, like a mini supercard of where the captain uh, will end up working or should work. No! And that's not happening. <laughs> We're not doing that. Because you've gotten a big enough push as it is. Now, if anybody in there calls to the show, if if they want to give any input of where they think they can, I'm not officially, I'm not going to embrace this as an off the hook. I'm not. I Got will it. not. Winking a nudge. <laughs> <laughs> All weekend I thought about this. I had a team of my family and friends around me. We discussed this. Do we do an off the hook? Do we let do we give the captain one more big push? And it was a full consensus of a um No. Yeah, so uh, it's not happening. Uh, uh sorry. What do you mean no? It's just the way it goes. And that's just that, that's just how it happens. Uh, enough already with you. Enough. <laughs> and people are like, why is it a secret where this guy's gonna work? And I I you know what? I don't know. Why is it a secret? Because it's nothing public. Oh, you said that before. <laughs> yeah. So that means you don't want it to be public. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wow. Yeah, but you're a public figure now, thanks to me. I made your star, That is bro. true. You are a star. I've gotten a few endorsement offers. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Will you stop? Wow. From Oikos Yogurt or what? <laughs> Look at this. The Viking, he's bringing it around. He's bringing from racial slurs. Good stuff, buddy. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, he looks better than John Stamos does. Well, on this <laughs> it's unbelievable. So how's the training going? I mean, it's pretty good, but between you two guys, Viking and a pirate, everything's okay? Well, he, Robbie's learned about the Niner so far. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, I, if I know that, you know what I mean? That's all you need to know. That's dude. all yeah. I need to know. Yeah, but this board, I've talked about it before, the board that, that we use here on this type of show, mm -hmm. it's totally different than the other boards that you guys use on, you know, CBS Sports Network or, you know, on the uh, Interest Radio, right? Well, They're it's it's a little different. I mean, the faders, I mean, on any board, the faders are going to work right. the same up and down and you know, turning inside, things on inside, and inside baseball terms. I love it. Yeah, continue. Well, fader. Yeah, well, that's inside inside audio tech terms. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you guys have like your own like you know in wrestling business with Carney? Do you guys have your own language? I think it's mostly technical words. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds carny. jargon. That sounds yeah. really interesting. No one cares. All right. So anyway, uh, on that note, I uh, really don't care how the train is going because uh, <laughs> you will next yeah, week. You will. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Okay, good point, Captain. Yeah, no little shot by the captain at Taz <laughs> when the Viking torpedoes uh, yeah. the show. No, nah, no. Nah, see, see, Vike, you don't realize what's going on. See, that's that's just that's typical. That's just called passive aggressive, Captain. He comes at me with a little, yeah, a little shot, <laughs> and it goes over most. And I, I, I feel a dagger right, right, right in my spine. Just says, yeah, it's a shot. It's okay. That's a shot. Yeah, you'll feel it next week, mother effer. That's why just end it and tag it with that. If it makes you feel better. Today's my last day behind the board. Robbie will be working it tomorrow. Oh, baby. Uh oh, really? Well, Rob, look, I know you're well versed. 
in technical terms. I'm just worried about you with an open mic. Um, <laughs> no, what I mean is like, so, because I'm very, uh, I get irascible and I get, I'm a little hypersensitive and I get annoyed sometimes. And I, people can tick me off. So Captain has a very, um, kind of like a very low-key type Type M personality, kind of like lobotomy esque. Okay. And um, no offense. Oh, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah. Duh, duh. Uh, you know, so that kind of is good. Where I am a little bit, when you are a little bit of a loud, obnoxious New Yorker, and no one likes a loud, obnoxious New Yorker. Nobody. I'll just take a Xanax before I come okay, in here. That's great. That's drug use. Awesome. Great. Uh, drug use, racial slurs. Uh, you're fitting right in. You should be in the wrestling business. No, I'm just, So, <laughs> this is great. This is awesome. It's going to turn into a Niner day, it's, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Either that or it's everyone fired day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Including the Taz. Uh, yeah. So, that could happen. Uh, everything's really loud in my headset. I don't know why. Is that okay, Cap? Are we good here or what? There's a volume number. <laughs> Listen, I know there is. There's a that's passive aggressive. But, it is. but see, there's a volume knob here. Knob, knob, whatever you want to call it. Problem is, when I, when I spin it, what happens is it's either really low or cranking loud. So I'm in cranking loud mode right now because if I go middle road Jones, it's static city. Mm. Because I'm using Western States heritage equipment here. Except for this microphone. This is a legit mic. And when I quit or get fired... Soon, I'm taking the mic with me. <laughs> Completely stealing the mic. This mic is probably the best mic ever in radio. All right, so enough of that. Enough of the tomfoolery. Uh, let's get into some insight. Let's get into some thoughts and opinions on uh, the football. I will start with the college. So, yes. So, we saw this past uh, Friday, Saturday, Thursday. There's college football everywhere. Okay, we saw a couple of games, and, uh, and one of them was notable to me. I felt like a lot of games were lopsided. You know, I didn't feel like there was anything that was really too close of games. Most of the games, I should say. And Lord knows I've watched probably too much games. Especially on Saturday. I got calluses on my ass because I did not move. Sat there and drank two Heineken lights over the course of eight hours and I was bombed. Oh, yeah. Oh, got, you're a lightweight. Yeah, I, I got that <laughs> tolerance, brother. Oh, I'm tough. I said two Heineken lights, I was bombed. And behind the computer, I see the Viking. Like, what? Like, really? <laughs> two? That was it? So, uh, yeah, I'm not, not a big drinker. You're a big drinker, uh, No, Viking? I'm not, actually. Yeah, well, we got something in common. I have two Heine lights, and I'm out. Man beer. Heine lights. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, so that's the deal on that. So, anyway, Georgia Tech, they fell hard to the Tar Heels of UNC, 48-20. to 20. The Terps of Maryland, as I predicted... This wasn't really a big. I'm acting like this is like an amazing prediction. Michigan beat the piss out of Maryland, 59 to three. What a beating! I mean, really insanity. Uh, Oklahoma State they defeated Kansas State, okay, 43 to 37. And then uh, this was a nice win here for the gate uh, for the Razorbacks of Arkansas, 31 to 10. Uh, Arkansas quarterback Austin Allen was 15 to 26, 243 yards, a touchdown, one pick. Uh, Florida quarterback Luke Del Rio, who is the son of Jack Del Rio, who is the head coach of the Oakland Raiders, for those that don't know. I know some of you guys are legit football fans. Some aren't. You're, you're becoming football fans because of Taz. So the head coach of the Oakland Raiders, Jack Del Rio, who's a great linebacker and baseball player at USC back in the day. He was an, also an excellent linebacker, I believe, Viking Rob for the Vikings. That is correct. Do you remember another great linebacker for the Vikings, Scott Studwell? Sure, absolutely. He was a beast. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think Taz knows his stuff, well, huh? And he is the now currently the director of scouting for the Vikings. Who's he? 
Scott Sudwell. Oh, okay. Right. By the way, has a name of someone that should be a porn star. Let's be Your name is Scott Studwell. I mean, you shouldn't be playing football. Let's be honest. So, uh, anyway, yeah. So, I did not know that about Studwell. So, what is his role again? He's a director of scouting for the Vikings now. I didn't know that. Okay. He was a great linebacker. Yeah. Underrated. Yeah, they've had some really great linebackers over their uh, history. Del, Jack Del Rio played for them for a long time. And Del Rio went somewhere after that. I don't remember where he went. Yeah, I I'm not, he went somewhere. I'm not sure where else he went. He did. But maybe San Francisco? Studwell, one of them wore 55. Was it Del Rio? Studwell. Studwell did, right? Yeah. What did Del Rio wear? Um, I don't know what he wore. 56 or 58, I forget. It was. A, he's a little before my time. So who? Uh, Del Rio. Yeah, Del Rio. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Studwell, obviously, is before my time. But yeah. yeah. yeah Del guys. Rio played for a few teams. I know he did after, but he had his... After the Vikings, he played for the Dolphins for a year. That's right. That I knew. That's right. I knew, but I just right. forgot. He played for the Cowboys before he came to the Vikings. Ah. That, that's right. Great player. So he's the head coach over there at the Oakland Raiders, uh, uh, Jack Del Rio. And his son, who's an excellent quarterback, obviously starting for the Florida Gators. And uh, so Luke Del Rio, he went 19 of uh, 37, 229 yards, two picks. Okay, so uh, I could help he, help this young man, Luke Del Rio, probably more than his dad. And I'll give Luke... His dad was only in the NFL and was had a coach in the NFL. <laughs> I'll give Luke some pointers right now. Uh, Luke, young man, please be careful of the interceptions. That's my advice. Uh, and Don't it, throw it to the other team. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Obvious, I am here. I am Captain Obvious. In a uh, Big Ten battle, two teams I've always liked, especially the Hawkeyes of Iowa, but they got beat up by Penn State, 41-14. And then the game that broke my heart. I was—I knew we'd be, we were going to have a problem in Horseshoe. And, buddy, it was a problem. Ohio State, 62. My Nebraska Cornhusters, a whopping three. Very, uh, very disappointed. Very disappointed. You know, part of the problem, okay, it's quarterback uh, JT Barrett of Ohio State. Okay, he had an excellent day. He had four touchdowns, almost 300 yards passing. But the other problem was, you know, Tommy Armstrong Jr., the quarterback of the Brass, he got hurt. It was a scare, very scary moment. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched this game, but it was the primetime game on ABC on Saturday night. I believe he's okay. Um, I was flipping other games, but, man, it was, it was scary. He got hit uh, going out of bounds. He got hit. But as he got hit, he landed on his head. Like, he couldn't post with one of his hands to get the ball. And he landed like he got his leg taken out. It was a a dirty shot. It was outside the lines. And ba-boom, he landed right, like, on his face mask and and knocked him out. He was out cold. And then he came through, and then they just, you know, were nervous. They cut his shoulder pads off. They cut his jersey off. They had to put him on 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 the board, ambulance, and all this stuff. Uh, it was tough. His, his, his fiance was with his dad. They were both on the field, and she was crying. It was just a sad scene, but I believe he's okay. If we get any kind of update on the GTS, that'd be great, because I, I, did, I, I didn't follow up on it the next day, but you know, hopefully he's going to be okay. He's an excellent quarterback for Nebraska. He's a real uh, hustler on the field. You know, uh, just a, a great out-of-the-pocket type quarterback, always rolling out, always moving, quick feet. You know, uh, anyway... Uh, Ohio State beat up on Nebraska pretty bad, 62-2-3. And then uh, in a game that I watched a lot of, uh, the big game too, Alabama versus LSU. Alabama won 10 to nothing, but I'll tell you what, this was not, there was not a, you know, a lot of scoring in the game, obviously just looking at the score, but it was a battle. This game was a battle. It was in, uh, it was in uh, LSU. What do they call LSU? Devils? How, what do they call that? 
LSU Stadium got a nick Sun Dog oh, there's a nickname for it. Devils Jones it's Den. Death, Death Valley. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Death Valley. Uh, so yeah, so LSU pulled up a donut, but Alabama had uh, ten got ten, so they want to get what's up, Cap? I'm looking here. It looks like uh, Tommy Armstrong sent out a tweet late yesterday saying, thank you for all the prayers. Everything is good, and I'm glad to be back with my team. Thank God. Also, thank you, Ohio State and the fans. Yeah, the fans at Ohio State over there uh, at the Horseshoe at, uh, on campus at, in Columbus, they were, when he was hurt and coming off the field, they were chanting his name and stuff like that. And, you know, it was really, it was nice to see. And the players, he got hurt, I believe it was on the Ohio State sideline. So right away, their medical staff came to him, and, and the Ohio State players were concerned about him. And then by then, the trainers from Nebraska came across the field and got over there. But you know, it was nice to see. The, you know, look at the end of the day, these these are kids. These are college athletes. These these are young guys. Even if they're men, you know, someone gets hurt. You, you know, you, you can't be a douchebag. You know, if you're the trainer from the other team, ah, oh, no, you know what? No, he's he's not on my team. I'm not helping him. But look at his arm fell off and his his ass neck is backwards now and his foot just is in the third row. That's all right. You're going to have to wait for that trainer to come over. Uh-uh. I'm over here eating a, uh, I'm eating a burrito with bacon. I'm not. Beck. I'm eating a Beck. <laughs> See that, Captain? See, that's going to be missed on the show, that kind of humor. See, See, Robbie, I don't know if you can bring, you don't even know what a Beck is, do you, Rob? Look, it's just shaking his it's head It's okay. Down. I didn't know either until I started the doing The kid show. grew up a New Yorker from Long Island, living in Queens, been over the world, Robbie the Viking, and he don't even know what a frickin' Beck is. Well, you told me you had Heineken Lights before. I figured Beck was just another beer. Oh, God. <laughs> come on. What the hell? Please. No, 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 no. No! Listen to me. A Beck is a bacon, egg, and cheese, son. And I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm sure you might have delved in one or two of them. Uh, maybe. Yeah, so a bacon, egg, and cheese. It's a Beck. Yeah. And then he got, he does this. He can't be does it. Oh, come oh, on. Of course. Oh, come on. <laughs> what is this, amateur hour? Come on. <laughs> Buries me. Sorry, I'm not uh, Maury Povich, whatever show you're on. <laughs> oh, what that guy's name? What's his name again? Springer. Yeah, exactly. Still didn't get that poll in here, huh? <sighs> There'll be no polls in here, except for the polls on the Twitter account. The only poll will be on. And tomorrow the polls end. Exactly. I want to talk about a uh, little fake football Jones right now and then go into uh, some NFL talk. And I have people on the phone. I'll get to you folks. Just bear with me. I have to deal with all this very important stuff that I'm dealing with on the show. You guys know that I'm a very, very busy man. And what I do is uh, highly important, and it's changing the world. Uh, kind of, uh, not really, but it sounds good. So, yeah, fake football Jones, uh, right now, um, it's, it's an interesting battle we have going on. Fake Football Jones, for those that don't know, is the Fantasy Football League, uh, the official, I should say, Fantasy Football League of the Taz Show. Like, there's so many fake ones out there. <laughs> <laughs> the official. Like, it's just that the world is just full of fake Taz Show tw- um, you know, Fantasy Football Leagues. Yeah, okay. I'm nuts. But it's just the official. Uh, yeah, you are wondering uh, what the hell is going on uh, with the Dons, my team. Because I was doing battle with the KFJ. <laughs> now, for Would those you call that, that battle, I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For those that know KFJ, that that's Seth, the former original producer of the show, and the guy who's been trying to bury me behind the scenes and just get me fired. He's been coming after me too. He's been coming after the captain forever. He actually, by the way, don't chance at nobody. He told me he hates Robbie too. <laughs> Seth, yeah, that's the way he is. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I beat the living piss out of Seth. 121 to 87. That's right, Seth. He didn't even, nothing. No no texting to me. <laughs> nothing. Just ignore. Now, he'll, he'll no sell. 
Oh, I, I didn't watch any games. I, I was running oh, around. I forgot to yeah. set my lineup. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't set my, <laughs> I, I started Tommy Armstrong. Right. Oh, geez, come on. Now. Yeah, so I beat him up pretty bad, as usual. I'm kicking ass. So, yeah, uh, that's me at 121 to 87. The captain, uh, Del Boca Vistas. So, by the way, I was going through the TV the other day. Seinfeld was on one of the old ones. And, dude, and I saw a Frankenstanza doing Del Boca Vista. He was saying it. <laughs> and I thought of you at the league. It was pretty funny. Uh yeah, are you are you done? Uh, you yeah, uh, that game is done. Look at this, I love this. I'm actually happy, Cap. You're going out a winner. You defeated. You beat up pretty good, seventy-five to fifty-five, on that turncoat, crying Brian. <laughs> Can't stand crying Brian anymore. Really mad at him. For what? Because of what you said to me earlier, and what, what I was told last week four times about that there's a session in the studio <laughs> for the whole week. Yes. And and like I, I, what, like who's coming in here? Like Obama? Like who's coming in here? Like I don't like like I got to be told a hundred times that there's a session. You got to be out by ten. My show's over by nine. So sometimes we hang around and we mill around. What do you call it? Loiter. We loiter. Loitering. What is it? Loiter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we loiter. Sometimes a lot of us on the show loiter around. We yeah. make loiter. We make some comments to people just walking by. Wait. <laughs> no loitering. We got handsome Johnny running around. He's playing grab ass. We got video of Brian throwing bagels at people. Yeah, we loiter around when we're done. It's a big party after every show. Uh, Fridays we throw. We have munchkins. We have munchies. Snowball fights. Around. <laughs> it's like you guys got to get out of there. We're done an hour before. You guys got to get out of there. Okay, thanks, Brian. That's because Brian is producing whatever show it is. It's like a big uh, event for him. Biggest event he ever had was producing my show for a week. I made the guy. I made him relevant, I say. No one even knows who he is. Bastard. Wow. Yeah, inside voice. It's bad. It comes out. It comes out. It's good. More of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's good, but I'm on a store corner with a vape car with a speaker doing my show. <laughs> Come listen to Taz. <sighs> vape. Vape. Oh! Welcome to Taz Show. We're you streaming. can get all the crepes and waffles on the house <laughs> when I'm down there, too, in my cart. I promise. We'll be back after this light turns green. <laughs> uh, stop. I'm trying to go over to Serious Football Jones. So, okay, Del Boca Vista is the captain. Destroyed video. I mean, uh, crying Brian. I'm so happy. Pretty low scoring, though. Kind of a dogfight. Yeah, well, you both kind of suck, to be honest. <laughs> and then uh, Otto Von Otto pick. Look at this. <laughs> Handsome Johnny was victorious over the control room crusaders, which is video Brian. 107 91. They, they can't be done. Are they done, too? No, uh, Johnny still has one more p person. So even though Johnny won, he can still get more points. Just a beatdown. Wow. And Seth has one more person left, too. But I, I, I know video Brian enough. is in your ear. I mean, did he basically tap out? Did he give up? <laughs> Is he just, he seems like he's not fighting back or nothing. He forgot to set up his line. Oh, the typical line. <laughs> wow. Typical line. What, where are we in the standings? Am I number one still, or was I never number one? Where, where? You're uh, tied with Johnny. Johnny? Really? In the standings, oh, yeah. Look on. at the difference between points scored for Johnny and Taz. <laughs> where do I see that? PF? Yep. PF. Wow. Johnny's actually scored more points than you. Okay, easy, tough guy. Two points. Yeah, I was going to say, it's only two wow. points. I still laugh and look at the Dons and it has your real name next to it. Mike DeRuti. It's tremendous. It's amazing. I pop myself. Uh, so, yeah, that's the deal on Football Man, Jones. And Video Brian's lost six straight. Yeah, no, he's, he's, it's bad. It's bad. What's going on? He should just tap out. He should just actually hand his team over to, to the Vikings. Vikings jumping in on the show here, barnacling on the show. He should just jump in on it. 
Does, does Video Brian want to do that? He's now. Wow. Oh, Video <laughs> Brian, hardcore Jones. All right, no problem. He's going down with his ship. Okay, and, well, he's going down, right? And some real football talk. <laughs> okay, so we, <laughs> oh, God. we got the uh, Jets and the Dolphins. I feel bad. I do. The Dolphins won the game 27-23, and I feel bad about this because I watched a good chunk of this game. The Jets looked pretty good early on. Now, I started a JU, a JI, a JJ, a JJ, J-Train, as they call him. Oh, J-Train. I started him. Is it a Jai? Yes. I said every name that could sound like that and got it all wrong. <laughs> he got me a p- bunch of points. I'm not looking at the points. He got me a whole bunch. He did great. I was nervous early on because that Jets defense is legit. And they were shutting him down. They were shutting down a day JJ, J-Train. And 18 points is what he got you. That's nice for an RB. So, um, see, the Jets, the first quarter, Mo Wilkinson and uh, Sheldon Richardson were both benched. No one knows why. Now, maybe when you listen to the on-demand version of the show, the reasons will be out. But they were benched. Unless uh, you heard something I didn't hear. I don't no, know. No, I'm not sure. I just, I nope. just know, I just know that game was filled with a ton of penalties. It yes. was a lot of penalties, but the Jets' defense still looked good, and I was worried because they were shutting down uh, uh, the J train. They sure were. But he ended up playing all right. But it don't matter. I thought the Jets looked all right, and then Tannehill got hurt. Not Tannehill. I'm sorry. Uh, Fitzpatrick got hurt for the Jets. Then they brought in the kid, the Bryce Petty. And then they put Petty back on the on the wood on the bench, and they brought back in uh, you know, what's his name, uh, Fitzpatrick, but he threw a touchdown. Uh, I think uh, Fitzpatrick's scheduled for an MRI today as well. Really? Okay. At three and six, it could be curtains. Yeah. Oh no, they're done. I think the Jets are done, unfortunately. Yeah. So uh, the Broncos and the Raiders. I caught a lot of this game too. The Raiders won thirty to twenty. This was a very exuberant game. I mean, this game was very high energy. It was in Oakland over there. Uh, that crowd is wild. Oh, they were wild, but they're just dancing a muck. I, f- I feel like the Oakland Raiders fan base is the same as the Taz show. I'm not kidding. That kind of, you know, uh, crazy cult-like, insane culture, angry at everyone, pissed off, no two Niners, no four Raiders, nothing. I've been in that crowd, and it's, it is intense. No one cares. So anyway. You didn't th- start any fights there, right? <laughs> No, but there was other fights. I didn't need to start okay, my own. Okay, my show, guys. Please stop trying to take over my show. This is all mine. Me. It's all about me. You understand? Me. My show. Enough of you guys. Like little kids. Then they get all quiet. Oops, sorry. I forgot the show. You're a guest. You're all guest here. You, Tom, you know what? You've been a guest for like nine months. You're not a producer. You've got a great couch. <laughs> Just go away already. Just quit the show. Quit. And tonight's the big one. Buffalo Bills against Seattle Seahawks. I'm nervous because I'm going to watch Raw. I want to watch Raw. Raw seems like it's going to be good. But I got my Bills going against my NFC team, my Seahawks. But I gotta, I'm got. i obviously rooting for the Bills here. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. We didn't talk a lot about the Viking loss. Um, you know, I, I got to say, I don't know why it's not in the run sheet. That's a whole other story. <laughs> but anyway, uh, dude, really, come on. We got the Viking here. I mean, what are we doing? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, what are we doing? Why don't you admit that you made a mistake? <laughs> Make a mistake? Okay, you made a mistake. We have the Viking here. He's a producer. He's a guest. You're still a guest. And and <laughs> you don't put that in the rundown? I don't say that. Because it's your show and you're not a Vikings fan. No, but you're the producer. <laughs> I like the Vikings. <laughs> Do you want to give a quick diatribe, quick, Rob, about the Vikings loss? I saw the Lions. I saw some of the game. What happened? I really don't want to go... Uh... He doesn't too, want to. <laughs> too in depth because uh, it was it was it was pretty heartbreaking. But yeah. they they didn't deserve to win. They gave up uh, a fifty something yard field goal with no time left on the clock. They let them go sixty yards down the field in fifteen seconds, yes. and they lost in overtime. They didn't even touch the ball, so it was disappointing. 
And uh, they've gone from five and zero to five and three, and are uh, free falling. Well, it's not out, you're not out of it yet. Hang no, in there. no. And Green Bay lost, which was nice, which was really surprising too to Indianapolis. Yeah. You saw that. Yep, yep. No, you, you'll be all right. Hang in there, seriously. Hey, Steve from Massachusetts, you're on the Taz show. Hey, good moment, Taz. Good moment, sir. How are you? Pretty good. Um, this is very important. Uh, it's a better moment for me though because this is uh, first time, long time. For oh, me. oh, that's very. Ooh, oh, oh, Yambag, how oh, are you, buddy? Yeah. yeah, you love that. What's up, pal? Uh, not too much, man. I just wanted to put you over and talk about the uh, state of Raw right now. Yes, sir. Um, Go for it. Yeah. First things first, I want to say, man, uh, since I was a kid, you know, I'm a 27-year-old guy here, and um, since I was a kid, I've been watching you, watching, you know, wrestling. I've always been a wrestling fan, and to be honest with you, um, I don't know what it is, but the Taz mission to this day is one of my favorite submissions in the world. Well, Death thank theory. you. I appreciate that, man. I love when you put people to sleep. It was great. Well, now, but, I'm doing, uh, now I'm doing it on the air. Look at this. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, I, I can understand why, because, you know, you got the captain behind you, unfortunately, and yeah. he's leaving, which kind of sucks. But, you know, yeah. uh, at the same time, um, Robbie the Viking for president 2016, make America skull again. That's all there is to it. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's uh, funny, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for the Rob thing, I just want to say, you know, um, obviously I, I am a longtime wrestling fan, and it's, it's been kind of uh, discouraging to see that uh, they've, they've been doing what they're doing with, um, you know, with all the, you know they, have, they have a lot of talent, and they have a lot of time to do it on Raw, especially. And it just, it just it's, it's, they're not trying anymore, it feels like. And, it, it, and I know you talk about it a lot, but it really is discouraging, and I, I, almost, I almost don't want to watch Raw. And that's, well, hold on, wait, 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 Steve, Steve, I'm sorry. You said, first of all, I appreciate the compliments. That's number one. Um, you are, and your support, obviously, but you're saying you feel like they're not trying? That's what you're saying? WWE is not trying on Raw? I mean, I don't think so, because in all reality, they've had many years. They know the formula. They're not idiots. They're obviously making a good amount of money. But at the same time, they're, I, don't, I don't feel like they're fan-oriented as it was. I don't, I don't feel like they're trying as much as it was before. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 think it's, I think we could all be tough on the creative. You know what I mean? Steve, thank you for calling, buddy. We could all be tough on the creative for sure, and I'm tough on them sometimes. I critique them a good amount. But I, I don't think it's for a lack of effort in trying. I mean, there's a lot of people that make a lot of money there, and Vince McMahon and his family are spending a lot of money on people to put out the best entertainment they feel is best. Now, Vince McMahon is not going to let us as his audience control him, but that doesn't mean he's not engaged in his audience. So, you know, he's got he's to do what he feels is best. Now, we may not agree with a lot of stuff, and I know I haven't, but I'm just saying I don't think it's fair. And, and Steve, I appreciate your opinion. Uh, he just went from a first-time, long-time to a never-calling-again guy. First-time, last-time. Because he's like, the hell with this guy. <laughs> first-time, last-time. The hell with Taz. No, no, I'm just saying. Like, he makes a point, but I, I don't think I don't agree with the lack of effort or trying by the WWE uh, because that means they don't care, and I don't think that's the case one eye older. I, I got to go to break over here at the Taz Show. Other side of break, I'm going to talk a little bit about what I was talking about with TNA uh, and uh, what's going on. Someone just departed the company uh, that worked uh, heavily behind the scenes for a long time for them, and uh, more talk about Billy Corrigan and stuff like that, uh, a tweet he fired off just recently on Friday. We'll get into this on the other side of the break. Taz Show. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Ah. All right, back here, Taz Show, Monday edition. Going to have, um, going to talk a little bit about TNA and what's going on there, that ever-going drama. Also going to do a little raw preview in a little while. 
I gotta get to some of your phone calls. We'll be on Facebook Live later on. And speaking of later on, uh, the lovely and talented Veda Scott will be on here doing Indie Indies. So we have not talked to Veda. Should we have via Skype? So we'll have Veda on. And speaking of that, I'm looking at the Twitter. Speaking of Veda. Looking at, uh, well, I'm looking through Twitter and I see Joey Styles put a little tweet out about 19 minutes ago. If you're not listening live, that means nothing to you, the time frame. So we'll edit that out. So it says, uh, Tashow.com is live now. At its Veda time, Veda Scott's uh, Twitter. We'll be on Taz's show and maybe have some comments about working with me last night. Joe, I mean, Cap, you're laughing because you get it. Like, what? Put over Jones. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You get what's going on here, Rob? Yes, I do. Uh, and they say I'm arrogant, <laughs> self asliptic. What's the word I am? Solipsistic. They say I'm, I'm self centered. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Joey is like, oh, ma- yeah, maybe maybe Taz will talk to Veda about meeting me, Joey, last night, or working with me. Because Joey worked for the excellent uh, Beyond Wrestling up in Providence yesterday, and I'm assuming Veda was on the show. It was a woman's wrestling revolution event. Okay. But yeah, it's part of Beyond. TazShow.com is live now. Veda will be on Taz's show and may have some comments about work with me last night. I, I don't even know why I read this. <laughs> what is going on with Joey? Like, what? Joey JoJo! What are you doing, bro? He got you. That was his plan, and you fell for it. I just... <laughs> Ego Jones. And, you know, he, he is listening right... Well, actually, he was listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> he heard his name's like, all right, I'm done. And he heard me kind of <laughs> slightly buried. But actually, you buried him before me. You did, Captain. He knows you don't like him. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was a little, uh, you know, a little interesting. Um, so, anyway, uh, enough of that. So, look, I was talking to, before the break about TNA and stuff like that and about Billy Corrigan. So, apparently, uh, we have the tweets, I think, the screenshots of this. You know, there's a lawsuit that's going on with Billy and, uh, and Dixie Carter and Dean Broadhead uh, and, you know, and, and TNA in general and all this stuff. It's just a messy thing. And unfortunately, it's public stuff. And I think that... You, unfortunately, I believe it's Billy that put it all public on his Twitter account. And he's still going at it. And uh, on Friday, this was Friday, correct? Yes, correct, Friday. Yeah, he, Billy, tweeted more. Basically, and I'm paraphrasing, if we have the tweets, let's fly him up, Brian, please, buddy. And uh, basically what he said is... Uh, I, I can read them for you, too, if you uh, like. I have them up in front of me. Do we not have them? Oh, we have there them. There you go. Okay, now let's see if Robbie can. Let's, let, let's pass the torch to Rob, if Rob can read. <laughs> Rob, read those, please. Uh, VX. Oh, wait, there's not an eye. I'm sorry. Uh, Billy says, so if I'm not repaid today in full and without conditions attached, I'll be forced to once more pursue remedy by taking TNA stock via court. Then he uh, tweets 12 minutes later. And that, quote, option, end quote, if you will, to convert my boo-hoo-hoo loan to 36% stock or auction it off to a PW Titan doesn't require a court order. So, PW Titan is a pro wrestling titan, which he is heavily alluding to. Uh, you know, Titan is Vince McMahon. is the Titan Sports, which was, you know, the WWE, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day, WWF. Right. So that's what he's doing. Some some newer fans might not get what he's saying. And, you know, let's be honest, you know, he, he I would assume that the, the bulk of people that follow, how many followers does Billy have? 
Let, let's check. Don't we'll take us a second. Two hundred ninety-five thousand. Oh, okay, that was quick. He has he is almost three hundred thousand. Okay, so for almost three hundred thousand followers, I would assume the bulk of them are rock and roll fans and not wrestling fans, right? Because all success with the Smash Pumpkin. So he's putting inside baseball terms like PW Titan. These people don't even know what he's talking about. Okay, he's doing it so people like me talk about it. He's doing it so people in TNA shaking their boots. Well, I have something to say. Not that I have a dog in this fight, because I don't. I don't have a dog in this fight, thank God. But I will say this. I've worked with and for TNA, namely Dixie Carter. Okay? And I will tell you this much. Even though she's a female, even though she's a wealthy woman, a mom, a wife... And some say she's a rabbit rabbit in a business full of wolves. One thing she's not going to be is scared. That's number one. I could tell you that woman's got balls. <laughs> she's got guts. She's, she's far from soft and she's not going to be scared. That's number one. Okay? Because of her family, the success they've had. They're Texas oil people. Texas oil people don't scare. It don't happen. Okay? So she ain't scared. I can tell you that. And the other thing is she shouldn't be scared. Because for him, Billy, to say what he's saying, in my opinion, and alluding that he's going to take his 36%, and he's threatening, basically, right? He's threatening them that he, he can just take it and sell it, right, to WWE. Yeah, he's saying he does not need any kind of approval from yeah. TNA. I will tell you this, too, about WWE and Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is a lot of things, and most of them are positive. But Vince McMahon is also a man, along with his family and his team around him. They don't want... 36% of anything. They don't want 58%. They don't want 93%. WWE and McMahon, of anything, they want 100%. So he could threaten that he's going to take his 36% and, 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 and sell it or give it to Vince. Vince McMahon don't want that. You think Vince wants to get in the middle of this thing? You think Vince is as successful and smart as he is by getting in the middle of ongoing drama and lawsuits? No effing way. Why would you go public with this also and then threaten? Unless I'm missing something here. I don't follow him. I don't think I do, Billy. But Don't you have him blocked? <laughs> Speaking of block oh. and TNA. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. And Joey Styles. The best. Oh, my God! Did oh. I guess right on Friday? <laughs> Man, Segway Jones. See what he did? See, I don't know if you see what he did here. It's oh, my last week. It's oh, my I last week. It. You saw what he did. Oh, I saw it. Very well done. I saw Very well it. done did by I the guess captain. guess correctly? <laughs> That's good Se stuff. Segway Jones right there. Yeah. <laughs> Passive aggressive uh, producing. No, that was overt aggressive. That was very good, though. Was very good. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you. TNA Wrestling blocked the Twitter account of Joey Styles. Joey, what, we, no, no, no pause. What? No, uh, well, <laughs> we, no, we we talked about this. I mean, Cap, I think you might have said on Friday. You think they're gonna block him or something like no, that? No, no, I said I think they did because the retweet on Joey's page showed as uh, this tweet is no longer available. Yet when I clicked on the link, you could still see the tweet up on TNA's page. Yeah. We can't blame TNA. Because Joey has been a little stiff towards them. So I don't blame them for blocking him, I gotta be honest. <laughs> no, if you look at it from TNA's perspective, seriously. Sounds like I'm waving a TNA flag here because I'm, I call a spade a spade. When, when they're right or WWE's right, I'm going to say it. TNA, <clears throat> look, they get attacked on a daily basis. For Since I was working there, and that was you know a couple years back, they, they get attacked all the time, all the time. 
my fans and people on Twitter and trolls and all this stuff. So they might look at it like, hey, why is it any different that someone from the business is attacking us? We would, we would block a fan if they were attacking us. Why not block someone from the business? Maybe that's their thinking. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was that, that made TNA block Joey. I know Joey you know, is a little ticked off at them. Uh, uh, and there was some business goings on that never finalized years ago. Years ago. So Joey's just, he has a voice and he's going to has a platform and he's going to say what he wants and he's entitled to his opinion. Joey's never backed down from his own opinion. Everybody knows that. Joey's an outspoken guy. I respect Joey. consider him a friend. But I also got to be honest. I, I, I could see TNA's point for blocking him. Joey don't care. See, Joey cares that they blocked him. He don't care. You think TNA cares that they blocked Joey? No, they moved on. They got bigger fish to fry. So that that's the thing with that, and also speaking of TNA, that their, their lead writer uh, Dave Lagana announced uh, that he, this past Friday he he uh, is leaving the company. Now, now Dave was there a long time. I worked very closely with Dave. Um, Dave used to be the SmackDown for WWE, the lead uh, writer. So when I was calling SmackDowns, a lot of those SmackDowns, Dave, you know, uh, Dave's a good guy. Dave's a very hard worker, creative guy, smart guy. Um, passionate, very passionate about the business. Dave's very, very good at dealing and working with talent. You know, he really learned under that WWE learning tree gimmick and how to deal properly with talent. And and Dave, Dave's good at it, man. And so, you know, he was a big, he was a big asset there with Matt Conway uh, writing TNA programming. You know, along with John Gaborik uh, heading up the, the creative. So, you know, I, that's a, that's a loss for them. You know, I, I, I you know. I, I, I don't think it's any secret that Dave and Billy are friends. So it sounds like Dave wants to go and, you know, whatever Billy Corgan does when he starts. Because he's definitely going to start some new company. He's not doing all this not to have a company. I just don't know if this is the right way to start a wrestling company. Starting out with just controversy Jones. Just just negativity and lawsuits and all this stuff. I mean, it's just too much. And then it's got, it's got, it's got to be public. You're threatening. I'm going to sell my 36% to Vince. Come on. So put yourself in, in Billy's head here. How is this good PR or pub for him as he's trying to launch his own kind of brand and thing? Like, like what's going through his I'll head? I'll tell you what I think is going through Billy Corrigan's head. It's not about good pub. It's not about bad pub. It's about brand awareness for his new brand. So it doesn't matter, good publicity, bad publicity, it's just about him and his name and his brand getting out there. I, that's and what he, I think. he thinks he's in the right, so he's using this as a platform, Correct. basically? That's what I think. I think he's using it as a platform. Well, look, first off, I think the guy wants his money, and he right. should get his money back. That, let's be honest. I right. mean, he's owed over a million dollars. I think the figure last I checked was up to $2.7 million. Mm. Oh, Vig Jones. The figure <laughs> that was going around last week was a, a little under two. <laughs> Vig Jones, that's a new one. Some people don't know what a Vig is. Uh, hey, Jerry, Robbie, please explain to the non-New York and New Jersey and maybe Boston, Chicago audience what a Vig is. They don't know. Uh, I did not expect to hear the word Vig this morning. Vig, for those of you uh, rubes out there, is... <laughs> Smooth <laughs> is um is the extra juice I should say yeah. on a, a wager. If you place a wager uh, illegally or legally in whatever state you may or country you may live in, the vig is the 
I guess the interest, interest. yeah, the interest, interest. that like the bank, house yeah. makes, right? Right, right, right? So you just can't go in and bet both sides of a game and come out even. Yes. If Vig you Jones. did that, you'd lose ten percent. So the vig is usually ten percent of your wager. <laughs> Mike today, ladies and gentlemen, Mike today, right <laughs> for those scoring at home. Vig <laughs> Jones, Vig Jones, bro. Yeah, well, that's what it is, right? That's what's going on. He's got a little vig going on there. So look, the guy, the guy needs to get his money back. I'm all for that. I get it. You know, what I mean, I do. I mean, he really does. But I think to answer your question, Viking. Rob, I think he's just trying. It's twofold. He wants his money, and he's frustrated. But he's also he knows there's an opportunity here to build some, uh, make his himself in the wrestling community relevant. That's what he's doing. No matter if it's negative or positive relevancy, he's making himself relevant to bring awareness to himself. Do you think he has enough support? Outside of TNA, where he can, you know, be successful with this, I think he has resources. I, I, I don't know if he has support. I mean, I, look, wrestlers are going to go where the money's right. Mm-hmm. That's they're independent contractors. Okay, whoever's paying the most money, if they're not under contract and they can go work for them, give them my money up front, take care of me, whatever. I'll be there and do whatever you need me to do on the show. Okay, they're going to get paid. That's how it works. I, 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 he's got resources. I don't know how much money the guy really has uh, to sign and compete, even to the level of a TNA. I don't know. They spend a lot of money. Dixie has spent and lost a lot of money in her family for years. And they, they're still ticking. And they have a legitimate TV deal. And they're creative on their show and their talent. It's not that bad. It's actually really good. They got one of the hottest acts in the wrestling world today in the Broken Matt Hardy gimmick. Okay, delete, 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 decay, delete. They got the whole thing. That thing is on fire. So they, they, that's a hot, hot act. You know, I think WWE would rather have that act than that 36%. No, I, I know they want the library. Right. But Well, that's what you've said all along, right? That they, of want, course. they want all the tapes. If you're Vince, why wouldn't you? You right. want to build your network. You want to build your network. That, that's the right thing to do. He, he, He's got all the top wrestling companies from the world, just about all of them. He owns all their libraries. Mm-hmm. All the most famous you know, wrestling brands. For old school fans, new school, whatever, you can find it on the WWE Network. He, he's done it right, and he's charging 10 bucks. It's nice to just sit there and turn on an old Nitro whenever yeah. you want. Well, that's where, yeah, well, yeah, you're right. And, and that, that's... that's he has that, so to add TNA to that, that'd be a great plus for Vince. Why wouldn't it be? Mm-hmm. But I don't think Vince and Kevin Dunn and these folks are going to get involved while all this mess is going on. They're going to sit back and just ignore it. They have enough stuff they're doing WWE. So they're not going to sit there and, and dwell. They'll let it play out. That's, some of the ways that you become very successful in this business, in this business and I've learned this by watching and working for some f- smart guys. I've been lucky enough to do that. Is you sit back and you wait. You do nothing sometimes. Doing nothing and laying out, as we call it, is the right thing to do. And right now, if you're the WWE in regards to this TNA stuff, if you want anything of their library or any of their stuff or their talent, you just lay back and do nothing right now because there's too much crap going on. So you just chill, sit back, and let it play out and see what happens. That's how you have to handle this, in my opinion. Hey, Holly, Holly in Michigan, you're on a Taz show. Why are you doing? Yeah, I will. Yeah. What's, um, up? I to, What's up, buddy? How are you? I get mad when you uh, hang up on me in the middle of you answering a question. Oh, you get mad? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, how do we handle that? How, what can we do about that? I don't know. Whoever hangs up the phone should be fired. Oh, really? Well, you know what? Nah. 
No, what? What's that? No, I'm just messing around with you guys. Okay, how can I help you, boss? Um, I read an article last Friday about Billy Corgan on Wrestling News Source that he's leaving the company and he wants to auction off his percent. Right. Well, thanks for calling. Um, yeah, I kind of just talked about that for I don't know ten minutes. I think it might even be longer than that. Maybe twenty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> thanks for calling, Holly from Michigan. <laughs> So anyway, that's that. <laughs> on to that, on to this. Hey, my man, Pork Chop John in Arkansas. You on the Taz Show? What's up, amigo? What's up, Taz? Good moment to you, the captain, and to the Viking Robbie. Long time no talk, big man. What's up? Oh, I, I listen daily, but I just, normally I'm not a morning person, so I I end up catching all the repeat Jones style. I understand. Yeah, on-demand Jones, I understand, sir. Yes. yes, yes. What's going on, big guy? I had a theory about this whole uh, Billy Corrigan debacle and fiasco. Yes, sir. I think that possibly if he does start his own thing, he's trying to start all this all this dialogue purposely to set himself up a deal to get something and maybe he's trying to get some talent out of this so they'll shut so he'll shut up it's like okay here we'll give you this 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 and this if you just go away mm. um and, it could be john i don't i don't um if they give him talent, though, bro, like what do they give him talent for? He hasn't announced yet that he has anything. He don't have a TV. He don't have a company. He don't have a letters. He don't have a name. You know, he don't have a, a federation. You know what I mean? So, but I, I kind of see what you're saying. But I think it's a little premature for them to do something like that. And I don't think they would, John. Uh, what, 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 I just think it's this thing so volatile and angry right now. I don't see. Uh, I'm telling you about Dixie. She, she'll pull her claws out and she'll get nasty on this thing. And I think she's at that point. I personally wouldn't give him anything either, but, you know, it's just one of these things that is dragging both sides down. It's going to hurt the TNA brand more. Of course, a lot of the legal stuff that has come out is, you know, also not showing them in the best light. And so it's one of these things when you're trying to build this brand, this negative PR is going to kill you dead faster than about anything. So yeah. I... But, John, I let me, but Paul Chuck, Paul Chuck, let me ask you a question. Do you th- And I see your point, and I, I quasi-agree with you, but let me ask you a question. Have we not heard and seen so much of this negativity for years that we've heard they're going to go out of business in a month? They're going to go out of business in three months. Have we not heard that forever? Yes, we have heard that forever, and I agree. They've defied the conventional logic, yes, sir, and and prognosticators multiple times. But it's it's just one of these things. I hope for the talent that works there, something can go well. Where the guys and the gals and the backstage people can still maintain a good quality of life and good living. I agree, Pork Chop. I agree. And thank you for calling, big guy. I appreciate you. Always a great caller, my man. Uh, you know, my thing on this thing here, though, is like, to Pork Chop's point, I understand what he's saying. It's bad and stuff like that. The publicity, a negative, and all this lawsuit stuff. But you know what? I got to be honest with you guys. In my view, as long as TNA keeps putting on uh, good programming, which I don't watch every week, but I catch a lot of the show, and I've been, you know, they're putting on pretty good shows. The matches are good. 
I mean, the stuff, the stuff again, that Broken Matt Hardy, that whole gimmick is the hottest thing in wrestling right now, unless I'm missing something else. I think that, you know, maybe I'm off by one or two different stories, but that Broken Matt Hardy deal is red hot, and, you know, TNA is handling it the right way. That thing's hot, and yet you can, you can have one red hot angle that you attach to and get success from it. It's happened in the business forever. You know, Vince did it, you know, for a long time, like with, with uh, Steve Austin. With a rock and sock connection. Rock was... and sock was another thing. I mean, you know, we've did we seen it in ECW, and then we've seen it in, in, with Nitro at the NWO, which was a big gimmick. Yeah, that was huge. I'm just saying, that, not just not that they were the only thing that was good. And, and Nitro and WCW, I'm just giving you, like, examples off the top of my head. I'm not writing this or, you know, reading this off nothing. But I'm just saying, like, it's, it's a thing where they're putting on a good product. They have excellent talent. They're, they they have talent leaving left and right. The turnovers a lot, but you know what? They're managing a way to build younger and newer guys and girls, and I you got to give them a little credit on that. I, I remember hearing, and I've talked about this, that they were going to go out of business while I was there. While I was there for like a couple of years, oh, I'm like, oh, I got nervous. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. Then I started saying, well, we're doing good shows. I mean, are we selling out buildings? No. Right, we're in the impact zone at Universal in Orlando. I mean, you know, they're not selling tickets for that. It's a free gimmick, you know, to get out of the heat when you're going on a rise. But a lot of the people were regulars that came to the shows. And they're into it, obviously. Yeah, they were. And it was fun. And, and, and the house shows that we were drawing pretty good. You know, look, once they basically got rid of that they're not doing house shows, I don't know, that was months and months and months ago, whatever that was. Everybody thought they were going to be out then. I, I just, I'm saying, I've heard this, I've lived it, and then when I left, I've... I, 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 this lawsuit... I I I don't think it's putting them out of business. I don't. I just don't. I, maybe I'm wrong, and I hope I hope I'm right. They definitely have strong backing, meaning TNA, yeah, Anthem, and everything. Well, so. the Anthem Fight Network, of course, they, there's there's backing. Look, at the end of the day, they have a legitimate TV deal. They now the key is you got to be able to pay the talent. You know, that's the number one thing. If you can't pay the talent, and I'm assuming they're paying these guys and girls. Because if you're not, I mean, people are getting paid late, and I experienced with them, that, with that, that sucked. It was horrible. And that's why I left. But it was, it happened to be a few times, and I, I'm I'm not patient. I'm one of these guys, folks. I'm one of the, I'll put it in blue-collar terms. I'm a painter. You hire me to paint your fence around your house. Taz, I'm going to give you $100 to paint this fence. Today is Monday. Please have this fence done by late Tuesday afternoon. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Of course, his name is Jones. I shake his hand. He shakes mine. I get my brush. I get my paint. I paint that effing fence. I paint the fence. Fence is done. Do you like it, Mr. Jones? Yes, Taz. You're the best painter ever. Great. Pay me, bitch. You pay me. I smile. See you down the road. You don't pay me. I got a problem with it. That's that's really as simple as this is with anybody in wrestling, rock and roll, acting, no matter what it is, entertainment. Any business. Any business. So it's a lot of nothing personal in the wrestling business. It it is. But a lot of younger wrestlers, I don't want to stereotype them all, but a lot of them are a little different. They don't want to upset the apple cart. And even guys from my generation like that, they didn't want, I know I got to go to break, just hang in. Uh, They don't want to, oh, I'm owed money. I mean, I could name guys. (laughs) 
when I was in TNA that were old money and the money was late, big names that you would think, wow, they took that and they gave TNA another chance and another chance and another chance and another chance. Uh, yeah, they did. And they stuck around. Me, I, I don't play that. I'm not trying to act like a badass here, but I'm being honest. I just don't. I painted the fence. Pay me. It's, to me, it was always that simple. I think some of the newer guys are a little bit different, and they have a longer fuse, which I think is not smart. Uh, I, I also think that I know for a fact there were guys from my generation that, that had longer fuse. I just don't think it's good business. Hey, to each his own. You do your business the way you want to do your business. Did some of the younger guys ever come to you for advice on like how to handle some of those issues? Uh, one guy did. And, okay. and, and, you know, and I, I, it's tough advice to give because I don't want to tell someone quit. I, I didn't do that, right. and I wouldn't do that. I just said, listen, you got to be a little assertive, and you got to say, listen, I, you know, yeah, but then I'm not going to get pushed. Okay, well, what's more important, getting paid or getting pushed? You can't be a mark. Some would say to me, well, Taz, you were in ECW. And there was times, a long time, where you guys weren't getting paid. And you guys still showed up. And there are people from inside the business, old school guys from my generation or before my generation, that were calling us marks. You guys are marks. You're not getting paid. And you're still showing up to work. Okay? I could see that. Me, personally, I, I've, I've never had a, my money in ECW. I had one problem with Paul, and Paul fixed it quick. Okay? And he's done enough for me during that time that I could have a longer fuse with him. Mm-hmm. You know? I get that. And because I knew he was having legitimate money issues. But I did witness that. And I understood why people from the business behind the scenes were calling us marks as a team. And we even though we were on a team, we were a team. You know, some guys have nowhere else to go. Some guys are nervous. They're nervous because they could be let go. And that's that's uh, goes back, you know, to you know, the whole union conversation, you know, where there's no protection. You know, but I could see people saying that if, like, I don't want people saying, hey, Taz, you're hypocritical because you were in ECW and that happened in ECW and you didn't quit. Yeah, well, because it really didn't happen to me. I, I wasn't, I'm not going to run around here and, and talk about bounce checks, bounce checks, bounce checks. I don't, I never did that. Mm-hmm. I never said that because it really didn't happen to me. I had one problem and it was fixed quick. <laughs> I can't speak for the rest of the locker room. I really can't. I could, it's my business. That's how I handle my business. This is not for fans. You need to realize this is not like, you know, you know, this is not sixth grade where we're all on the same freaking, you know, jump rope team. Jump rope team. <laughs> on that, I got to go to break. Jump, <laughs> jump rope Jones. Can't follow that. Jump rope Jones. All this side of break. We're not doing any Indies yet, are we? Not yet. All right. Vader Scott will be on a little later on. We'll talk about that. Do a little raw preview for you. Get to the phones. Uh, Taz Show. Be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. One hour down. Another hour to go right here on the Taz Show. It's a, uh, almost a Tuesday. It's a Monday edition of the show. Going to give you a raw preview in a second here. We have... In the Indies, coming up a little while with Veda Scott. Yeah, Veda will be on the show via Skype. So we're looking forward to that. Um, busy Monday. Typical deal. Nervous about my bills tonight. The Seahawks. We need it. We need to win bad. So I'll give you the raw preview in a second. I'm going to get to a call or two here and there because I'm a nice guy. Hey, uh, James in Los Angeles, you're on the Taz Show. Good moment, Taz. Good moment, sir. 
Sir, I know you're a busy man. Real quick, yes, uh, yes. I just have to tell you, dude. Um, you pop my son and I when <laughs> when you uh, the sound effect the uh, what was it? The, no one cares. Oh, dude, you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Sometimes dude. it happens. It bleeds through <laughs> the store downstairs. The sound effect store. I know it's not me. It's not me. I swear, James. <laughs> Taz, it's gotten so bad, bro, that my son literally has that sound effect recorded on his iPhone, dude. Are you serious? Does he, like, is he, is he, I, I am dead serious. Does he, uh, does he do it? Where does he do it? Like, where does he usually hit it? In school? At home? How does he do it? Everywhere, bro. That's the thing. <laughs> he does it everywhere. To his mom, to myself, to his grandparents. I mean, everybody. He pops everybody with that thing, dude. No one cares. Oh, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to talk about, buddy? <laughs> oh, real quick, guys. Um, uh, you know, with the, with the Raw, SmackDown, brand split, I mean, we've heard it time and time again. It's yes. just a diluted product right now on both ends. I mean, do you think in, I mean, in due time, it'll just go back to just being one again? Uh, your opinion? Well, that's a good question. I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't see WWE giving up on it yet, and I don't think they have to. You know, and th and thank you, James, for calling and and uh, tell your son I said what's up. I don't. I don't think they have to give. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that bad that they have to give up on the brands but i just think it's it takes time you know to really as long as they don't they've been doing a little bit of intertwining with the talent even announced talent at time i think that you got to be careful of that's important that you got to be careful every once in a while you're going to cross promote uh, someone from raw with smackdown and i'm cool with that especially now that we're seeing the survivor series where it's uh raw team for men versus uh you know smackdown team of men on Survivor Series and women team for Raw, women, you know, tag teams and so on and so forth. So I do think with that you got to be careful, but you got to be creative of how you are, you know, intertwining the talent from each either Raw or SmackDown. Um, I think they've done an okay job at it. If I'm being nice about it, um, I I don't think completely. It's it's I don't I don't I think we're far from the brand split being dead. Let's put it that way. So if I'm Vince McMahon or the creative team, the last thing I'm thinking about is killing that thing right now. It's especially when you're on the cusp of doing Survivor Series, you know, in, in Toronto, which is a massive show. And I do think, like I said the other day, I said this on the show. I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be cool to, to, to see Raw versus SmackDown. Now I have an idea that I I hope WWE if if they hack me on this one, I'm actually happy if they hack me. I also have an idea. Hope. Taz is trending. Oh, no, 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 no. He's trending again. Here he is. Trending, trending. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. It's unbelievable. Yep, it's unbelievable. And they thought I was just a jobber. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, I would like to thank the most important person because of this. And it's me. Yes, thank you, me, for this. And uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Out the audience. Thank you guys for getting the show to trend yet again. Weekly, this happens. Maybe a couple times a week. Monday Jones. We don't normally trend on Mondays. It's unbelievable. I think it's of my football breakdown. I think that's what it I think is. That's what did it. <laughs> yeah, it's just a topical trend, Taz. We don't think that it's that important. That's me imitating uh, one of my, uh, not a boss, a person that works corporate here. <laughs> oh, yeah. A detractor. Yeah. <laughs> a heel, as we call it. <laughs> a jealous heel.
Yeah, Seth. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, listen, uh, I appreciate the show trending. And boys and girls out there, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for getting the show trending. Obviously, it's because of you guys. So I think Scott Studwell's trending in Minnesota. I oh, think come it. on now. Will you stop? Why is this? So, so listen. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have this idea, right? I don't think I said it on the air Friday because, you know, I've been hitting the head a lot. But I, I, I remember not saying this. How's that sentence? Four Survivor Series. Now, WWE, please hack this idea because it, it's going to help me watch the show. It's going to help the audience get it. Team Color Jones. Oh. What do you mean, Taz? It sounds intriguing. I'll tell you what I mean. Each team should wear the same colors. Red for Raw, blue for SmackDown. Now, I'm not saying everyone's got to wear, if you're on Raw... The red T-shirts. We've seen them do this where they're all wearing a red Raw T-shirt or a blue shirt. That's easy. That's too easy. I know it's expensive. The talent, see what people don't know. A little, little LT moment for you guys. Boys and girls, it's time to gather around the learning tree with your kind and caring teacher, Taz. He's always so angry. He yells at everyone. Why? He's sharing his one-of-a-kind insider perspective of professional wrestling. It's all about me. It's me. Me, me, me. It's the learning tree with Taz. And that's the shorter version. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> It really is. It really is. It's unbelievable. I think this goes on forever. So, so okay, so here's the LT moment for you guys. Look, I'm talking about the tights. I'm talking about trunks. I'm talking about what gear the girls wear, the guys wear. Now, the LT is this. WWE or TNA or Ring of Honor, they don't pay for your gear. You pay for it. So it could be expensive to tell all the talent, get stuff with blue in it if you're on SmackDown. Just have some blue, blue and black or blue and white. Just some kind of blue so we could be a team. Everyone puts some kind of... I think in this situation, WWE, not to spend your money, you should pay for the gear, for the talent, to do this. Now, the seamstress that work and make all the gear, most of the talent, the stuff they wear, the seamstress make for them that work for the WWE. A lot of people don't know that. They're actually at all the TV shows. They travel with the company. So when I was working there, it was like three seamstress. And you would put your order in with them, what you wanted made, and they would design it with you, and then it would be done in like a week or two. They're very underrated people, very talented people, the seamstress that work in at the TNA seamstress. She was great also. I mean, so I say that in this situation, WWE, because they want to really get this brand split over, do a gimmick where you're telling the talent, listen, uh, all you guys on Raw, Get new tights and trunks or girls get new gear with red in it. Okay? Design it where you want. Just make sure there's red in it. With, and no other colors except either black or white. And same thing with SmackDown. Just so we can see the difference in these, the Raw vs. SmackDown men's match. Raw vs. SmackDown tag team. Raw vs. SmackDown women's. So we can see who's who. Because it'll get confusing. You know, I, I, the reason why I'm saying have... You know, for WWE, you know, they know it's expensive to get stuff made, but and they're not going to tell the talent to do this without maybe offering it. They might suggest it. Hey, if you guys want, you don't have to get stuff with blue or get stuff, you know, bad idea, good idea. What do you guys think? I think they would make it easier to watch. That's my point. Yeah. I think so, sure. Even if it's just the boots or just the tights, I mean, I think just something well, what red else are you or gonna, something What else going to do? What do you mean with just the boots? Just the, if, you don't, if you're just wearing boots, then you're wrestling naked. That's a whole different type of show. No, no, no. I just... <laughs> 
the hell are we doing here? What is taking this? my point out. What are you, context? Scott Studwell? All this is Scott Studwell. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say I'm taking your point out of context? That we just said. Did you just say I'm taking your point out of context? Uh, is that no. what you just said? No, that was <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't. I don't take anyone out of context. Well, actually, I do. I take everyone out. Of, I take everything out of context. That's my marriage. I do that at home. I mean, that's why I haven't seen my wife in like four weeks. <laughs> Choking. So, um, no, no, just in terms of just wearing one item as opposed to the entire outfit. So let me get this straight. Let's say I'm in the spirit squad. That's a kind of odd look. There are gifs being made, gifs uh, oh. right now, with my head <laughs> I, on a spirit that's squad. Everything oh, I, want. I just, I just, not, I shouldn't have said this. But let's say I'm in a spirit squad, right? Hey, do you know right, by the way? My head was on Butterbean on Friday. <laughs> okay? Saw, okay? But saw. thanks to those out there who put me on Butterbean. So he actually day. has a better physique than you, let's be honest. He really does. <laughs> oh. No, no, he does. But I don't think Butterbean had a bad physique. I really don't. No. I'm not kidding you. I think it was underrated how good his physique was. Yeah, then he got in there with Bart Gunn, and he knocked him into next Now week. my head is on Butterbean. So now I, my head's on Butterbean. So, <laughs> look, enough with Butterbean, and enough with you. So here's the thing. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> Help me, Rob. About, about, the, about the outfits. Yes. It's called gear. Okay. <laughs> Across the street, Rob, is Radio City Music Hall. Right. Okay, there are these girls, these pretty girls, sexy girls that dance. They're called Rockettes. I know who they are. I dated one. Okay. Oh. My God, are you ribbing? You yeah, did, of course. No, are oh, you wise ass? Dude, you're about to your last show because I don't like your attitude. Absolutely, one and done. So here's the thing: the Rockettes they wear outfits. Wrestlers wear gear. Gear, okay, gear. It's not a toy; it's an action figure. Fair enough. Anyway, so what was my point? A red singlets in the ring. Thank maybe. you. So if I'm the Spirit Squad. And I always wear green. Now you're expecting me to go wear green and just wear red boots? That's what you're telling me if I'm on Raw? You're saying just the red, you you got to match. you got to look good. Well, red and green would fit for Christmas maybe, but... No, listen. Okay, listen. Jocularity Jones, listen to me, okay? You just change. Everyone needs to rock red. I was an orange and black guy. That was my whole shtick. In this situation, I would have orange and black with, like, red in my gear. Because if you're watching a sporting event, namely a football game, and there's a lot of bodies on the field, could you imagine? Like, I was watching a little bit of the Titans and the, who they play? Help me. Chargers. Chargers. And the Chargers decide to rock their beautiful powder blue jerseys. That's great. Mm -hmm. as, the, as the freaking uh, Titans are wearing their Carolina blue jerseys. So let me ask you this. What would you do, for example, with New Day when they come out in those, in those bright blue bootio shirts? No, but and New Day wears all different colors. They change their gear up all the time. Yeah, they could change it up. The only one who has set colors there is Kane. He always wears red and black. Right. Uh, who am I missing? Who else has set colors? Um, Kane jumps out right away. This is that's part of a branding thing. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of these guys all wear different stuff. Like, I'm looking at a list here. That Roman Reigns, and most of them all just wear black. It's like Roman wears, Roman Reigns wears a lot of black. Just right. throw some freaking red in there. The Braun Strowman, I mean, that's a little different, he, but you got to put some red in his stuff. I Reigns has thrown some red into his gear lately. Yeah, there you go. I mean, Randy Orton wears different colors all the time. Baron Corbin, I think, already wears like red and black. Well, he's on SmackDown, my bad. He's on SmackDown. So, he, Baron Corbin. So, yeah, you, I just think you got to have some of the guys change their stuff. Uh, so what you're saying is it's doable, and you would do it. Of course it's doable. I mean, and I'm talking about a guy, I'm a guy who, my colors were a big part of my brand, just like, you know, Bret Hart were pink and black. Of course. You know, I was orange and black. So I, I would be open to this if the company said, hey, 
I would do it on my own. If I was on SmackDown, I'd still wear a black singlet with orange in it, and around my logo would be a lot of blue, or there'd be blue on the straps, or just trim. Mm-hmm. It makes it easy for the announcers also. Not that you want to make people's jobs easy, but most importantly, you want the audience to be able to optically follow the action the right way. That's true. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. I have a future in this. I know. So, as far as New Day, they wear like all different colors all the time. I don't think that's a big deal. Rhino, he changes his stuff a lot too. And Slater's just Slater. I mean, so the high pros, they change their stuff. The Usos are doing a whole, you know, street thug, hip hop style feel. And American Alpha usually rocks red, white, and blue. So, I'm just saying that they, I, just so it jumps out, don't just do the t shirt thing. That's my only fear with this. That they're gonna, WWE's going to do what they've done in the past, where everybody's just wearing a red shirt or wearing a. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 a blue shirt. You know, that's my only word. That's too simple to do. Hey, Don in Brooklyn, you're on the Taz show. Yo, 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 Taz, what's going on, bro? What's up, buddy? All right. Um, first, I got to say that you totally hacked Fifty Cent, the rapper. When you said the whole, I got to thank the most important person, me. Who? Like 50, 50, said, you talking about Fifty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that at uh, I believe it was the BT Awards. I said that one of the awards said that. He said, "What did he say?" Like he, he said, "I want to thank myself more than anybody." Yeah, he was like, you know, uh, I got to thank the person who, you know, inspired me the most. This is all possible because of him, and it's me, or whatever. <laughs> I didn't know he did that. I didn't watch it, but that's yeah. funny. <laughs> but uh, I have, um, I have like, two questions for you, if that's all right? Yeah, sure, go. All right, uh, back when you had the original WrestleMania, you know, the week you and Seth, so you could call in, yeah. I asked you about, uh, about like, what you thought about having, like, um a lead or a female commentator and you were saying you know you didn't know or whatever but now the way women is getting a lot of attention in wrestling what do you think about that now well we see it in major league baseball on espn they have uh jessica mendoza i believe her name is and she does okay. an excellent job on baseball t- uh, not baseball time what's the sunday night baseball i think it's called yep yeah okay. and and uh she does an excellent job so we see it in in, in in that realm now years ago dude i don't know how old you are but years ago in wwf there was i think on I think it might have been Mike McGurk. I can't remember who it was. There was a female commentator for a little while, if my memory serves me correct. I think that I could see them trying to put Lita in that role. Um, okay. If they did it. Uh, you know, there was talk about that for a long time behind the scenes. Would I be against it? No, I would not. Um, I, I would not be against it, especially if it's someone who's credible, like Lita. If it's Renee Young, I, I'm not in. Okay, because <laughs> no, because she has no, she's never been in the ring. I mean, you know, if you're yeah, gonna put Tri- if you're gonna put Trish Stratus or whatever, I don't know, Gail Kim or, or uh, I know she works for TNA. I'm just giving you names like, you know, Lita. Like I said, you know, girls that or, or bring you know Medusa Michelle. Uh, uh, you know, didn't, didn't Sunny do uh, color? She might have. That was a long time ago too. She might have. What's your second question, dude? All right, my second question was, um, I know you, like, you've like you been doing a great job putting you know, Seth over and then now the captain and everybody's just jumping shit, leaving yeah, you. I know. So I wanted to know, like, on their way out the door, do you make them do the job or do they leave out the door with the strap? Yeah, well, the thing is, they do the job basically the whole while they're here. Uh, that's... Uh, that's really yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, they, they, but you're right. They got to do the honors on the way out the door. And thank you for calling, Don. Yeah, I don't know what that is yet, but the captain does need to do some sort of a job. Um, don't really know what it is. Maybe uh, a little audio production. Man. <laughs> 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 I kind of like you know when people are gonna leave the show because believe me, as a lead host uh, in a show that bears my name, I'm kind of uh, calloused. I'm kind of used to being um, 
left. Like people just leave me. I'm kind of like I hate to use it. I'm kind of like a, a, a prostitute, like a female prostitute. Oh, oh nubworthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just they get to a point where it's just you know, it's just it's it's not really you know, it's just there's no feelings involved anymore. So I'm kind of just uh, it, that, that's how I feel here. I just uh, people leave me all the time. There's no love. That's the point. It's sad. It's it's very 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 sad actually. But this is uh, this is the life I, I live unfortunately as a professional uh, broadcaster. I just can't find anyone, uh, and it's not your fault, Captain. It's not it's not Seth's fault. It's not it's not crying Brian's fault. It's not uh, Kells's fault. I mean, have I missed anyone? God, that's like how many? It's like this show's been on yet twenty years. Like there were shows. I don't think Howard Stern's been for that many producers, and he's been on. He's been doing radio since like the Stone Age. I mean, like what? Really? Like it's got to be me. Taz is still trending. Oh, trending! Still trending. Yeah. Feel like doing that so yeah so it's 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 a very big deal it's a very big deal because it's a, it's a it's it's nice that we're trending it's nice because then you know what i do now rob let me smart you up because you look like a clueless man right now so what happens is when the show trends that always means it's very hot the show right absolutely drop it like it's hot right so it's hot you know what i'm saying so what i do we just stop trending because of that <laughs> what i do right after the show is i go right down the hall into my boss's office no matter what he's doing, interrupting, interrupting Jones, I go right in, and what do I do, Cap? Brag, right? How much? Oh, like, totally. Total boast city. It'll be like tonight. Rex Ryan, if he's able to defeat with his team, the Seahawks, oh, man, big swinging Dick Jones. He'll be on the media tomorrow. Oh, going off. That's me. When we trend, I go down the hall, and I put myself over. And I look for more money, and it never works. Never. Uh, no. No! No, it doesn't work. So I just always it for a race. It doesn't happen. So it's just the way it goes here. It's the story of my life. So, but we have a trending. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. Hey, uh, Yasir Queens, uh, you are on the uh, Taz Show. Hey, what's up, Taz? How's it going? All uh, right, good, champ. What's up? Hey, what's up, Captain? It's going all right. How are you doing? I'm all right, champ. champ. No, I was going to ask. Um, I was reading something yesterday about Hulk Hogan coming back. Um, yeah, because Brooke Hogan said something, I guess, while it was a uh, cell yeah. phone on her, right? Yeah, I want to know how you feel about that in general. Like. Yeah, well, I, me personally, I, I, I've always gotten along with Hulk. I know, you know, he just settled up with this big, you know, lawsuit for like thirty million dollars with Gawker. You know, I know that. Uh, I, you know, I understand that. You know, when, when that all that stuff went down with the, I, I don't remember exactly the full details of the racial stuff. Um, that put a lot of bad light on the guy. I get it. You know, um, in my in my opinion, I feel like just from a wrestling perspective. I wouldn't want to see him, like, come back to, like, bury somebody. It'd have to come back to, like, further something. Yeah, I would think that if they bring him back, yes, here, it would be just in an appearance role. And thank you for calling, buddy. I, I But to answer your question, I was a little long-winded about it. I, I have personally no problem with him coming back. Uh, again, I think it would just be an appearance because he's not going to be able to wrestle full-time or, you know, maybe drop a leg. I, I, I think he's pretty banged up and he's, you know, his body's earned a rest. Um, I don't have a problem with him coming back. Like I said, I've always got along with Hulk. I mean, I know all that stuff that went down and, the, you know, uh, with, with all those comments or whatever. I understand that. It was not cool, and, and I, I know that. It was really bad. Uh, well, I mean, 
don't know what to say. About to answer it, to be honest, I don't have a problem with him coming back. You know, for an appearance, he's Hulk Hogan. People are gonna go crazy when he comes back uh, at WrestleMania if that happens. I mean, um, I don't know. His daughter did say that. Brooks said that while there was a cell phone on her, and I think it was like TMZ and approached yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so. So, you know, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. I got to go to break. Other side of break, we'll be on Facebook Live at Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. And we will have Veda Scott with Indie Indies. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back here. Taz Show, Fourth Quarter City, a trending edition of the Taz Show. So thank you, everybody, for getting the show trending right now. Appreciate that very much. Going to have it in the Indies in a second here with the very talented Veda Scott jumping on via Skype in a couple seconds. So looking forward to that. If you want to check out the show right now, maybe you're listening live at TazShow.com. You could always jump over to Facebook Live. Go to Facebook.com slash the Taz Show. And you could uh, watch the last segment of the show right there, the next 30 minutes or so, or probably 25 minutes. So uh, it's been a very busy show, so uh, rocking and rolling right here. So let's get rolling and uh, get into our guest. We have not, we've done Indie Indies a lot, but I, you know, I think she's been very busy traveling. She's very famous. Are we ready for Indie Indies? Please, let's go. Three, two, one. The Tash Show presents In the Indies. A weekly report of what's hot on the independent pro wrestling scene. Oh, Matt is going to do some down indie wrestling at its best. Matt is an absolute beast. With some of the indie's best talent in territories today. What's going on, Veda Scott? Thanks for joining us. What's up? Oh, that was the first time I've used my voice this morning. I wasn't sure what it was going to sound like. Hi. What's going on? Listen, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, you know, I feel like it's been months upon months, uh, and all I hear about is uh, Veda's traveling. Veda's on a plane. Veda's flying to Australia. She's flying to Japan. She's flying to India. She's flying. She's flying. She's flying to, she's flying to Alaska. You're everywhere. What's going on with you? Every time uh, we've tried to do this show, it's been it's, it's literally been like during an international flight or uh, the one time was me. I was coming back from a tour of Japan uh, and I was going to be in the air during this like the whole show. And then I think the next time I was in, coming back from Canada, but I was going to be traveling internationally like at the time. But I'm here now. That's all that matters. You're here now. So, look, before we get rolling, I, I got to say, earlier in the show, I talked about uh, Joey Styles put out a tweet. And he somehow, pull up that tweet, Captain, you get a chance. So one of you guys, either Rob or Joey, um, either you, Rob, or Captain, read this to Veda because you probably didn't see it. But yeah, Joey, Joey put himself over, basically. You got to hear this. Just hang on, Veda. We got this. Hang on a second. Well, we're getting on it. Give us a second, Veda. Hang on. Just take your time. Take, relax, Veda. Calm down. Don't get excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> here we go. Taz Show Live is live now. Uh, Veda will be on Taz's show and may have some comments about working with me last night. Now, how self-centered, arrogant, and I thought I was an egomaniac. Holy crap, Ola. Joey Styles. it's Veda's time, not your time. What is, what, what's it's the funny you should mention you and Joey because what, what Joey said to me last night was that I was the best color commentator he's 
ever worked with. Oh, my God. Now I see. <laughs> Set up Jones. I see what's going on. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So, Joey and you, you rigged this, and like a mock, I got worked. Okay. Got it. I see. Just to bury me and put you over as a commentator. So, you worked with Joey as a color commentator. I, I, I apologize that you had to go through that, by the way. Yeah, we got to uh, we got to call one match together. Uh, yesterday was Beyond Wrestling's tournament for today. Uh, it ended up being, I think, it was twenty something matches altogether. Um, it was a two two eight person tournaments in one day. Uh, one was a men's tournament. One was a women's tournament. I was in the women's tournament. Um, it started at two in the afternoon. We did all the opening round matches. Joey was calling all those with various guests, um, and. Then and we had the second round matches and the finals on the second show, which I think started at six. And then in between there, there were some other matches, um, showcase matches, non-tournament matches. And one of those was a six-woman tag team match. So I was able to step in with Joey and call that. Um, but man, there were there were a ton of wrestling, ton of wrestling yesterday. Called a bunch of matches with different people. But I was I was pretty pumped to get the chance to slide in there. That's cool. And uh, look, I've heard your color commentary. You do a really good job. You know. Thank now you. I have to ask you because. You're so uh, multi-talented, you know, from just a straight, as a wrestler, as a worker in the ring, and, you know, you have a history of great success doing intergender wrestling, no matter if you're in a tag match, six-woman, whatever, it don't matter, and color commentary. What do you prefer? I mean, you, you, you dig into color commentary, you'd rather be also valeting, you also manage, I should say, too. What do you prefer uh, out of all of these talents you had and all the opportunities you've had? Uh, do you prefer color commentary as a future, or you still want to just keep wrestling? I mean, I want to wrestle for absolutely as long as I can, uh, but the commentary thing sort of came as a surprise um, as I was progressing through things, and people started you know, sliding me on a commentary. It would be a guest thing here, a guest thing there. Um, and then I started doing more shows. There's some companies where I've done full shows with them. Um, I've done a lot more commentary with, with Shimmer, which is a huge women's promotion actually running this upcoming weekend. Yep. Uh, so for me, working with commentary was, was kind of an unexpected avenue, uh, and there are times where I just – I would love to just sit and just call wrestling show after wrestling show. I mean, it, when you're doing color, I mean, to a point, you know, you're 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 in a character. There's aspects of it where, especially if you're personally involved with anything that's happening, or you know the people involved. I mean, there's there's so much. There's a level of creativity, but that I really enjoy. Um, but yeah, I could I could see me trying to transition into um, into broadcasting more, maybe uh, as I'm I'm transitioning out of wrestling or not wrestling. Uh, right. Now I'm just, man, I'm just trying to do everything. That's good. No, that's good. You have to show that you're diverse, that you can do everything. It's very important that you're a, a go-to guy, for lack of a better terms, that you can <laughs> right, go right. And, and be anything that, that a promoter needs you to do as a performer, you can do. And you've proven that. I mean, you know, and you said you kind of fell into commentary at times as happenstance. That happened to me in WWE. I, I, I was in an angle with Jerry Lawler, and then they just had me call a match, and it just took off from there. Nobody expected it, you know, and, and that's the best way sometimes. And I can tell you, right before we had Jan, I had a caller call in, a fan call and had a question, and then we were talking about, uh, I can't remember exactly what the guy said, but it was something about um, color commentators and potentially if I ever thought, like on Raw or SmackDown, and you know, if there would ever be a color commentator. I said, well, yeah, I think it's cool as long as it's a girl who's credible, someone like a leader or someone like a Trish Stratus, you know, somebody who's, you know what I mean, been as far as, because if you're up in there in the booth with experienced announcers, but nevertheless, someone like you leaving the world you're in hypothetically goes into a WWE in a commentator role. That's not a bad thing either because of your experience as a wrestler. That that's that's kind of a dream sort of scenario where like uh, I you know I would love for them to do more with female broadcast. 
newscasters. But as you said, uh, it's a matter of getting someone who's who can fill that role. Uh, and it's not just like, oh, well, can they talk or can they not talk? But there's, like you said, with like Alita or Trish Stratus, there's just something about having a wrestler as a color commentator, someone who's who's had the experience and can explain what's going on in the ring from a wrestler perspective. Um, so it's, I think it's just a matter of uh, you know getting the right person in there. I love um, I love what Ray, Renee Young does with them too um, in terms of her analysis and her play by play. But there's there's just something about oh, having a in that. That's color. what I not to interrupt you, but I, I on the call earlier I was I mentioned Renee. I said, look, I would want I would not want to see her in that role because of her lack of not taking bumps <laughs> and not being on the road, not working. That's a big difference. She's she's great at what she does, but like you were saying, like like a you or leader, someone. There's just something about having a wrestler be able to explain what the wrestler's feeling, and that I think fans need to know in order to just understand the matches and, and get involved. It, and, and for me as a wrestler, and I'm sure you appreciate this too, when I'm in the ring, you know, I want to be able to count on whoever's doing color and whoever's doing play by play to help me tell the story I'm trying to tell. And there's just some, sometimes a wrestler is going to pick up on that. It's vital. That- it's vital. The, the, the I always knew that. It, the storytelling for the announcers to extend what I'm trying to tell a physical story for them as, as, for them to tell. I got to tell you real quick, Eddie Guerrero, the late great Eddie Guerrero, was the best at communicating when my, when I was calling. I had the opportunity for all those SmackDown times that he worked, and I called Michael Cole and I called this stuff. Eddie was the best at coming to me early in the day. Hey, Tash, you know, can we sit down for ten minutes? Him and Undertaker were the best at sitting down and kind of telling you where they wanted to go and all that. And and it makes my job easier, and it also helps the match. Exactly, and that's such an awesome story too. To yeah. just want to know, but yeah, it's it's you know it's such a, a group effort to put on a wrestling show, particularly when it's a, when it's a televised broadcast or a pay per view broadcast you know you have to consider all elements and you know the commentators are so critical to that. And I think I think sometimes wrestlers start to forget that they can forget that, and they don't maybe sit down and give notes. Um, but any commentator. That that I've ever worked with who takes his or her job seriously. Not only do they have their own notes, not only do they follow the angles and the stories, but they, they want the wrestlers to sit down and, and help them out and cue them in. Yep. Like, you know, it's all a group effort. We're telling a story. And I got to be honest with you. I think that in, in independent, like smaller wrestling promotions, you know, anything, uh, even uh, not Ring of Honor is a bad example, but someone like Beyond Wrestling, if they're doing a, a live streaming show and, uh, uh, you know, I'm a color commentator on it. I'm going to do my due diligence to even get with the talent. You have to tell their stories even more because they have, there's no character development on them. There's no machine helping them. So I have to get that story over in that live stream. There's, there's so many times where like on commentary, you'll be watching a match and the commentator will fill in something. Uh, they just like make something come together, make something click. Uh, that's goes to the larger story of the match. And uh, when that happens, like it's just like, Oh, Okay, I get it. I get what's happening here. Um, so yeah, just a good commentator is like it's just like having a good referee. Like it's not something that you can forget about or or negate or kind of like think that it's not important. I mean, every aspect of a show is important. Absolutely. So listen, you were in where were you on Saturday? Ohio, right? For uh, where were you in Cleveland, right? Yes, I was. Friday and Saturday, um, I was in Cleveland for AIW. They did their Double Dare Tag Tournament. Um, I, I personally, uh, my team, I didn't have a team in the tournament itself. A team from my like group of my faction there was in the tournament. Um, I had some non-tournament stuff to do. Uh, but yeah, it was a two-day tag title, tag title tournament for AIW. They had a whole bunch of teams 
kids in. Um, so that was like a, a that was a two day huge tag celebration, uh, a lot of fun. That's a really really great company out there. Um, and then we drove back to Providence, Rhode Island, and that was where we did the Beyond tournament. That's so cool. But a great weekend. Now you got you're doing some more traveling up uh, next weekend. You're in yep. Texas, Texas, Boston. Uh, you're going down North Carolina. So talk a little about that. Who you're working? What you're doing? Great. Okay, so this upcoming weekend, uh, well, actually, technically starting on Thursday, uh, is is Shimmer Weekend. So Shimmer is uh, the biggest biggest women's promotion, uh, I think. You know, right now in terms of bringing in international talent, North American talent. So that's going to be Friday night, two shows on Saturday, two shows on Sunday in the Chicago and Chicago area. But Thursday night, also in Chicago, uh, is the first show for this Rise promotion in conjunction with Shimmer. And Rise is uh, just a really interesting idea. Um, They got together and they're making a wrestling promotion that starts with during the day. There's some seminars that um, it's all female. Women who, and there's some coming in internationally, can come, attend these seminars. They're women who maybe aren't on the Shimmer roster yet, but that's a goal. Or maybe if they're not even at that point yet, they're just trying to better themselves, trying to get out there, trying to get exposure. Wait, hold on. I'm a little, I'm a little confused, confused, just so I can understand. I think you explained it right, but I was... Okay, so Shimmer has... They're doing seminars, and the seminars are called Rise? That's what you're saying? Well, so it's a separate wrestling promotion. Oh, okay. Um, but it's almost like a developmental. I would call it a developmental type promotion. Um, for so, it's, it's, so it's people, it's girls that are on the rise, obviously. That's the name. Right, right exactly. Right. Rise. Perfect. And um, so they have some seminar opportunities, some learning opportunities. But then in the evening, there's going to be a show where they're going to be able to work with some um, Shimmer roster members as well as work with each other. Um, and the, all of these girls are very, very talented. Just maybe they haven't had the national or international exposure yet. And so... Think about this. So this is, I think there's 40 women signed up uh, to work on this show and to be there. So that's 40 women, some of them uh, from England, from Europe, who are just like putting themselves out there, taking the chance to be in front of, you know, uh, decision makers for women's wrestling promotions all around the world. Uh, I just, I really admire that. I think that's a huge risk. Um, I think really just, it's brave. And uh, I'm going to be there. I'm actually doing commentary for that show. Nice. uh, and then uh, I have wrestling for Friday, Saturday, Sunday with Shimmer. Um, then the weekend after that, I'm there's a new promotion called Wrestle Circus in Texas. Uh, these are their second shows. I'll be doing those in uh, Austin and Dallas the following Saturday and Sunday. Um, and then the week after that, uh, Thanksgiving week, um, I have another uh, AIW show. And then I'm going down to the WrestleCade convention in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, um, they have uh, days full of signings, and then there's some shows. So it's a busy November, but it's a good November. That's great. It's nice to go into Christmas like that. Christmas yeah. week, because you can buy gifts for people, right? Yes. See? So that's a good oh, thing. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> what? I wrestled Deanna Perrazzo yesterday. Oh, the- Deanna Pro Who won the match? Another, another Taz show match. Uh, it, did, who, uh, who went over? Because then I'm going to push the person who went over. Oh, me. I... I- <laughs> Uh, what a heel, uh, right? <laughs> ended up, we, we both uh, beat our first-round opponents in the, the Beyond Tournament, uh, and we ended up facing each other in the second round. Did anybody uh, cut a promo about me by put me over? Nobody, right? Nothing? Ah, uh, we didn't have time. It was a, oh, okay. When I say that this was a long day yeah. of math, it was a very long day. Uh, but Beyond is actually really great with their turnaround on the their product for fans to be able to watch. So I would expect anyone listening to this, if they wanted to check out these tournaments, they should be out and available in the next day or two. So anyway, hold on. You wrestled Deanna for Beyond, correct? 
Uh, for Beyond, well, it was a they, Beyond, and then they also have a women's promotion in association with them. So this was a women's tournament uh, through Beyond, yes. Did Joey Styles call? You see where I'm going. Did Joey Styles call us? <laughs> <laughs> Called a match, but I haven't heard his commentary. Oh yet. yeah, all right. Well, he better have. I, all I want to hear about during that match is me, to be honest with you, not you guys. Probably, I'm just you know. probably. I don't even know if he mentioned our names. <laughs> Sure. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Oh, man, listen. So, look, uh, you're obviously ultra busy. I mean, it's insane. So I'm very happy for you. And uh, and I guess the next rotation, I mean, uh, what is it? Like when when uh, when, when Veda's available, is it like, like February? When are you free to come back on the show here? What's the... You really let me know, work something <laughs> That was just, it was just, it happened to me. It was like two two inquiries in a row where I was like, no, I'm on a plane. I know, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. I'm talking. I don't get mad, but the, everybody here at CBS, they, they don't want you part of the show anymore. So I'm just hate. saying. Yeah, so they, hate, they hate your guts. They really do. So... <laughs> Uh, look, at, if you guys want to follow Veda, go uh, follow her on Twitter at It's Veda Time. That's V-E-D-A, Veda Time. And uh, she's always tweeting. You're always tweeting about where you're at and your travels and shows. So you do a great job with your social media. And I'm very happy for your success. Keep kicking ass. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you soon, Veda. Thanks again for coming on. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. So there you go, Veda Scott, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, she does a great job. Man, she is busy. Holy cow. She is busy. She is doing her thing. I, I respect the hell out of that. She's out there doing it. Man. And that's what you got to do. And that's it. When you build up that, you know, credibility, like, like Veda has built up credibility. And she's earned it. So she should get all this work. And, and it's great. So uh, very happy for her. You know what I mean? So it's very good. She's got to put the heat a little bit on you, Captain, I noticed. You think so? A little bit about the uh, the timing of her appearances on here. Now, uh, Viking Rob, the question is... You know, can you handle this in regards to booking guests? A hundred percent. All right, so I'm looking at the Facebook Live. I got to do some sort of a raw preview because I teased it and uh, haven't mm. done it yet. So I just want to give a little love to some of the people on the Facebook Live. I'm seeing a lot of thumbs up, so a lot of people love me. They love the show. Uh, they love that the show is a trending edition of the Taz Show. Okay, so that's very nice. That's awesome. Um... Uh, Andrew uh, Marlin says, uh, Taz, what's your credit rating? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's got an offer for you. Oh, oh well, I'll oh. tell you what. I, uh, no, I, I, I have pretty good credit. I could buy a small island in uh, the Antilles if I wanted to. Uh, no, no, I, I'm doing all right. Uh, my credit rating is good. I pay my bills. Uh, that, thanks for the you know, question. I mean, <laughs> it's like, what the hell? We good? All right, all right. We're back here on the Taz Show. Apologize for the technical issue. Everything just basically crashed. It happens sometimes. That happens. I'm going to tweet something right now. We are back live now. How about that? I love spelling out when I'm tweeting. At TazShow.com. People love this on the Audio On Demand podcast version of the show. Yeah, when you when you spell out what you they love when I do that, it's so much fun for them to listen to. Like they really don't care. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we're, we're basically let the music keep playing. So we're about to wrap the show up. Oh uh, no, <laughs> we came back. And we're wrapping up already. We had a tech issue. Everything just crashed. I mean that happened. So uh, sorry for anybody that was watching on Facebook Live. We don't usually have this kind of a heavy problem we used to back in the day. It's been a while. It's been a while. So it's good that it happened while Viking Rob was sitting next to you because um, 
you know, there's a good chance that's going to happen, you know. And Rob, while you were scrambling, Captain, trying to figure out what the hell's going on, he was sitting there on his phone, cutting his toenails. <laughs> he was eating a sandwich. He could care less. Oh, yeah, he's really on top of it. Just if we go back to that two-shot, uh, don't move, Rob. Uh, look at the body language of uh, the Viking Rob. He looks so – that's a guy who's trying to curry favor with me and get a, get the job here. Look at this guy. Right now, I can guarantee you Video Brian's cracking up. And look at this guy. He's just sitting there like his name is Chuck, and he don't give up. You know what I mean? Like, well, you heard what Robbie said when I was getting the computer back up. He's like, man, I'm glad I wasn't behind the board today. I would have just walked out and panicked and left. <laughs> That's what we do in radio. Oh, man. Day, night. We get up and leave. Hot. <laughs> oh, jeez. We also talk over sound effects. But anyway, uh, so that's the deal. Yeah, so uh, look, I was going to do a raw preview. I mean, I guess I could go over it real quick. And the show's a little fifth quarter city going a little late here. So, uh, yeah, you got the, uh, you know, they, they got some good stuff, looks like. That's why I'm looking forward to this raw. Even though I, I do want to watch the Bills game. But. The question they got here is, will, will, who will, I should say, who will the final member of the Raw men's team at Survivor Series basically be? So who's the final member? So for those that don't know, right now, this is who they got going on right now on Raw. They have Team Raw for Survivor Series. They got Kevin Owens. They got Chris Jericho. They got Roman Reigns. They got Braun Strowman. And who will be the fifth man? We don't know. Team SmackDown has all their cats. They have AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt. Randy Orton and Baron Corbin. That's who Team SmackDown has. So, I don't know. They can go a lot of different ways with this on Team Raw. Uh, we'll see who it is. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, you know. Um, also, the other th- question they're asking for on Raw, about Raw tonight, I should say, is uh, which superstars will the New Day and Charlotte Flair lead into battle? So, that's interesting. We'll see. I'm going into this very optimistically. Who will answer Dolph Ziggler Intercontinental Championship Challenge. I like that because that's a little cross-promotion deal, which they should do, even though Dolph's on SmackDown, as we know, for those that don't know. Dolph, as the IC champ from SmackDown, challenged anyone on Raw for Survivor Series to face him for his Intercontinental title. So that should be pretty cool. I do not think Dolph should be there. Hopefully he's not. Keep that separate so it feels separate. Uh, we've seen that on Raw recently with Charlotte Flair when she kind of called out or said something sarcastic about a lot of the girls, namely Carmella on SmackDown. And then the next day live on SmackDown, Carmella came back with her with a little line. I liked it. I liked it. It's okay. I just don't want to see them near each other. You know, it's good. It's kind of like, you know, they're talking a little trash, yada, yada, yada. That's good. And then the other thing they're asking is, did the Brian Kendrick light a fire inside TJ Perkins? So... They're obviously going to keep going with that storyline with TJ and Kendrick. So uh, we'll see. Uh, light a fire inside TJ Perkins. My only problem with asking that question is, well, TJ Perkins was your first Cruiserweight champion. He won that awesome tournament, right? So, you know, what? shouldn't there have been a fire in him already? You know, just food for thought. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Those are the things I do. I ponder. I ponder things. Ponder. That's what I do. I ponder. I ponder. So, uh, anyway, we'll wrap up here in a second or two. And um, what else we got? I'm trying to do. We covered that. Oh, I got to thank Vader Scott for coming on with Indian. This was great. I'm done with the tablets. And uh, that was all awesome. So, uh, so that's it. So, another excellent uh, Taz show for my saying. Thank you for getting the show, uh, ladies and gentlemen, trending. I appreciate that. We're live. We were trending live, live for quite some time, for several segments. 
I want to thank the captain over here. It's his last week. He's done. And uh, Viking Rob uh, did a great job as usual. <laughs> and uh, Handsome Johnny handling business behind the scenes along with Video Brian. My whole team here. I love these guys for sure. And I uh, love you guys for helping me kick ass every day out here. We'll be back at you tomorrow. I'm Taz. You're not. See ya. Yeah. Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no.